We think no, no, no. Okay, how's it now? How's it now? Can you hear yes. me? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. All right, cool. Yay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> let's let's start from the intro again. Uh, yeah. Not not the whole thing. Just we'll just intro you. Sunny. Yeah, okay. Sunny. Okay. Yeah. Yep. Three, two, one. Hello and welcome to another exciting episode of Lion City Rock, the only podcast about Singapore's uh, pop music scene that you're ever going to need, right? Right, right, right. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I'll, I'll cue in the cricket. No response. Fun. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> crickets, crickets. <laughs> Hi, my name is Chris, and with me, as usual, is my co-host, Kevin Matthews. Say hello, Kevin. Aloha. Aloha to you, too. <laughs> um, yeah, um, well, this is us. This is us back again. Uh, yes. Back on the block. We are back. Uh, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. We took a... Um, those of you who've been following us, we, we know that... You know that we took a, a few weeks off um, because we had to do other things, you know, like deal with life and the universe and everything. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe, maybe Kevin, you want to share a bit about what you were you were up to in, in those uh, few weeks. Yeah, yeah. So for me, uh, you know, I decided this year that I'm gonna try to make up for you know the last couple of shitty years, hellish years that we had. So try mm. to release as much music under as different pseudonyms as possibly, humanly possibly can, <laughs> right? But of course, the okay. big thing, of course, is we are kind of uh, we're gonna do the sh- National Day show. Uh, yes, which is going to yes. be my thirtieth anniversary uh, of my first album, uh, my first number one single, only one. <laughs> <Say that way. laughs> All right. So yeah, so that's going to be on a national day night uh, at Molly Malone's, starting around like eight o'clock. Yeah, right? so yeah. So we're going to have it's going to be like the the green people, but actually under the mask is is the Pascalists. <laughs> yeah, do we have to wear all the masks? Yeah, like, like in your in your Orchard Road music video. Oh yeah, yeah, that's you know? an idea. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't know how we're gonna sing out there, but never mind. We'll, we'll see how. Like... <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, uh, and I've been just you know, taking a bit of time out to deal with a whole bunch of uh, you know, family issues and stuff like that. Right. Mm. So it's good to be back, Kevin. It's nice to see you. Yeah, on... yeah, yeah. Again. Yes, yes, we know we enjoy our talk sing song sessions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and, it's nothing and, quite like that. Yeah, and, and today is definitely going to be one of those, like, uh, I'm, I'm calling it now, right? It's going to be one of those predict, uh, what, what do you call those, uh, like, you know, long, long lasting, everlasting kind of sessions that, uh, <laughs> that people will remember. So. People yes, will remember so from, from now until. Yeah, then. I mean, you know. A couple of, I mean, we had an episode where we uh, reviewed or talked about uh, the Bot Fox. And, yeah, yeah, the uh, album. Right, the album, Band in Singapore, right? Mm. Um, yeah, so, and you know, we've always said, that, oh, we've got to talk to Sunny, right? We've got to talk to yeah. Sunny. That yeah. makes sense, right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah man. So. And then we, we, thought, <laughs> we thought fitting it, since it's, this is the, the, just the pre, pre-NDP uh, weekend, we get the guy who was banned from Da Singapura uh, to come in and, and share his thoughts about 
being a musician, right? Not just here, but you know, across the yeah. world. Yeah. So now, now living in land down under. It's none other than the the board fucker himself. Uh, <laughs> Sunny Velo. <laughs> hey, good to be here. Thanks so much, guys. It's my honor to be on your podcast. Thanks. So Thank much, you bro, so bro. much. Come on, man. You know, I like the back- I like the background. <laughs> I also have a red and white guitar. All right, man. It's a this, deli. Uh, this, this is the the actual guitar I was holding when I got banned. Oh, it's wow. uh, okay. Okay. Wow. We will get to that. <laughs> for for those for those who 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 can't see, he was holding up this very nice uh, red tele- Fender Telecaster. It's a it's a candy apple, candy apple red or something. Yeah, it's a uh, it's a nineteen ninety nine nine uh, Fender American Telecaster Deluxe, which is heavily modified. <laughs> okay. <laughs> heavily okay. modified. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, yeah, my mine was mine's an American. It's Fender, a, a strat. It's Fender, a strat, like. it's Yeah, a strat, yeah, it's strat nice, Fender. nice. Yeah, yeah. I like it. I like it. It's got the dire straits vibe. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the only reason why I got it. Because Mark Knopfler yeah. mentioned that he got it because Hank Marvin Hank got Marvin. it. So it was, yes. uh, okay, Hank Marvin. Hank Marvin. Yes. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, yeah. So how have you been? How how are things uh, uh going down under, man? For you? I I've been great, man. You know, uh, I've been. You know, pushing my uh, solo stuff. You know, I've I've mm. I've just I've um I've written a lot of music over the last uh, couple of years, and okay. I've finished recording uh, my first solo EP, which I'm super excited about. Uh, you know, I, I, it's the first time I've uh, produced and recorded and mixed it all myself. Mm. So I'm very excited about it. And um, just um, at the moment right now, I'm just playing a whole bunch of uh, uh, open mics shows in Melbourne and Melbourne's great. There's like 16 places in Melbourne that, you know, every week you can go and play your own songs in front of people who want to listen to it. Uh, And I'm doing that for the next couple of months to kind of just reconnect with the following here. Uh, And then I'm going to start doing band shows again. And then start touring again. again. Yeah. Okay. So, so the Melbourne scene is up and running again, right? Yeah. It's amazing here. Amazing. It's amazing if you play your own songs. Well, I mean, yeah, maybe we can talk about that. I mean, because um, you, uh, you were one of the members of the Board Fucks um, yeah. back in the day. Was that your, your very first band? Yeah, or, I mean, yeah, I mean, uh, it, was, it was my first uh, band and the first band I recorded and wrote music with. Wow, okay, okay. But was that, I mean, like, how long before that had you been, like, you know, um, like, interested was interested in music or was this like because for some of the guys that we've had on the podcast right we asked them like what's their musical journey mm. like you know some of yeah. them they're like oh well I don't know I was asked to join a band so I quickly learned how to play a guitar and then I'm in the band you know what I mean yeah. so <laughs> in that in that sense they are, they are kind of like actual musical journey is very short was yours uh, was, would you, were you always like in love with music from a younger age or something no, I was always uh, into music from a very, very young age, and especially into uh, rock music. The first thing I can remember hearing was Queen. Wow! Uh, I grew up, and uh, I, you know, my, my two brothers, um, you know, were always playing uh, rock music at home. So I had a very, uh, a very good musical education at home as a kid. Mm. You know, I know like all, all the, all my friends in um, primary school were listening to all the shit that was being played on radio, <laughs> but at home. Uh, at home, from a young age, I was listening to like Queen, David Bowie, The Beatles, Beach Boys, Pink Floyd, Sex Pistols, nice. Ramones. Wow. Um, you know, like uh, Kate Bush. 
uh, David Sylvian. I grew up with all that kind of music. So I, I always been very drawn to uh, like, you know, uh, rock music and especially, you know, I always wanted to play uh, the guitar. You know, my mm. first guitar hero was uh, Brian May and then, mm. um, and then it was Slash. And um, yeah, so I've always wanted to play music, but uh, I never got a chance to play music. I never had the chance to, uh, you know, go for music lessons. And, and then, you know, I, I think um, when I was in primary school, I was in the music uh, class, but then I think the government stopped the music program or something in primary school, so it ended. <laughs> um, so I never really started playing guitar until very late, uh, very, very late. And then, uh, you know, like when I went to uh, poly, um, oh, I started wow. playing guitar, you know, I started, um, yeah, and, and then, but, I, but it, it just seemed to, I just seemed to learn it really quickly. And then I met Wayne and Justin uh, in Polly and we started jamming, you know, uh, you know, we all were kind of just jamming with all the, uh, uh, in Neon Polly uh, at the time, okay. everyone was like, all my friends were in bands, you know, and I was just the guy that was always hanging around in the studio. Um, and sometimes I just like jump in and, uh, you know, play a song with whoever. And everything. Um, <laughs> so, which which and, which which studio was was that? That was in BMC Studio in Badok. Wow! Um, yeah, yeah. BMC. Or, or sometimes yeah. we go to. We just went to. Um, that's the one that me and Justin and Wayne used to play music a lot in. You know, because uh, Justin had a band mm. and Wayne had a band, and I didn't have a band, so I was just like hanging around their bands, and then um, <laughs> and then um. And I was just playing, you know, I was just always around other people's bands, you know. I never really had to, uh, you know, play in a band. Um, and then, um, you know, sometimes me, and me, Wayne and Justin would just play together. Uh, mm. And then we kind of felt that every time the three of us played together, it was a lot more fun than when the two of them played in their bands, <laughs> you know. Um, and the, the, their bands kind of um, were writing a lot, about jamming a lot of covers. And, and for me, I was, always, I was always just playing my own songs. Mm. Uh, I always felt like, you know, I just hated cover bands. You know, I, I felt like, you know, I, I, I wanted to play my own stuff. And then, and then we got together and, and, and then uh, we started writing songs. Mm. You know, okay. uh, uh, we started writing songs about the people we didn't like in school. <laughs> and, um, and, uh, and, and then, you know, like the people in Neon Poly, they really started to like our songs. And then like, fuck man, we can play our own songs. We don't have to play covers. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So, so, then, so that's, uh, to, that's to give some context. What year is this roughly? Yeah. How old? This was you like guys? you know probably nineteen ninety nine, I think. Uh, okay. How old were you? I think. Um, and then so so that's how I got into it. So that's how I got into music. Uh, through Wayne and Justin. Right. You know. Um, and they were the, my you know my two best friends, and and the three of us started learning uh, music together. Yeah. Uh, but we never, all three of us, never had a music education whatsoever. None of us know music. We, we didn't know music theory. We had no formal musical training, but we fucking rocked, man. Like, uh, yes. but we had a lot of passion. We yes. had a lot. We had. I felt we had a lot more more passion than the, our peers, and we were willing to play our own songs in front of people, whereas everybody else was like, you know, they wanted to play a cover at a gig, mm. and yes. we just went there. We played our own songs. Right, uh, right, and that, right. that really started to kind of uh, set us apart because people were like, wow, these guys are playing their own songs and they actually sound pretty good. You know? Right, yeah. You know?
Yeah. No, I, yeah, I, mean, I, I do remember, like, you know, I mean, obviously, the, the first thing that I heard from, from you guys was Zoe Tay. And I still remember listening to it and, like, like, fucking hell, this sounds like Kiss, man. <laughs> yeah, Kiss is one of my favorite bands. And, and Zoe oh, Tay was oh. actually the first, uh, the first proper song that we wrote together. Oh, okay. Oh, I wow. actually, um, I, I wrote the song. Uh, while I was uh, doing guard duty, guard duty in NS. <laughs> wow! <laughs> uh, but, but I didn't have a bridge. And then, I, right. then, um, then one day, like uh, we were, uh, me, me and Wayne were at Justin's house party, and and there was a lot of house. We actually used to go to a lot of house parties. Mm. Uh, whenever someone's parents were, were away for holiday, they turn the house into a house party, and we just go to the house. We get get so drunk, and then like this is you know as the party dies down, people are passed out when they go home. I, I showed um, Wayne and Justin, you know, hey guys, I got this song, you know, and I played it for them and the two of them, wow, dude, that's a fucking good song. And then Wayne said, hey, you know, you should do this bridge. And then he added a bridge and then I played a guitar mm. solo uh, mm. over it. And the guitar solo really is just a vocal melody, some licks right. here and there. And that became our first song. Mm. Uh, and then we played it for our friends and they all loved and the friends at the party and they all loved it and they thought it was amazing. And they was like, guys, you guys should go and record this song, man. This song will be a hit song. <laughs> You know, and then and then um that's how it started. That's that after we had that song, we we felt like, hey, maybe we can do this. You know, right? And, you know, before that, we were just uh, playing songs at playground. Um, we would go and we, because we all lived nearby. I was in Bedok North, uh, Bedok mm. Reservoir, and and the two of them were at Tampani. So we always kind of met at someone's playground at night, and then we we worked on our songs late till till the morning sometimes. Wow. We would sit at the playground. And play our songs, and we always jammed our own songs. Mm. Um, it was great. It was great. I, it was like amazing. I now that I look back at it, man, it was just such a creative uh, time, because we were all living close by together, and and we were all had the same idea of what we wanted to do. Mm. Yeah, and uh, yeah, that was the, so. That was the first song that we did. No, wow. I do remember okay. at a time, right? I mean, I mean, with you guys, how young you were, and your name, and you know the subject matter of this song and all that. I remember, wow, this is a real kick up the ass, man. <laughs> it really felt that way. And I can't remember when you guys uh, first yeah. turned up. It's like, wow, what's going on? What's going on? <laughs> yeah, I mean, at the time, we just wanted to 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 write songs that you know um, that our friends liked and that you know got us a lot of girls. <laughs> but then uh, we never thought about. We never actually ever thought that you know we must write this song and then you know. Uh, submit it to a radio station or you have to do this and this to get big or you know we have to play that show and we just fuck we just right. did our own thing uh and it yeah. just seemed to come to us and and it, it um so that that song opened a lot of doors for us you know like we submitted the song to this big old magazine competition yeah. and we won yeah. we won the competition right and um and then we got the song recorded and then it, be, it got onto the radio and then it became a hit yeah uh, a, a hit song in singapore and it was like uh, a at the time, it was a big thing because at the time, I, I you know, it was very rare that a Singapore band was on the charts. Yes. You know? yeah. uh, so then, then we, we we started to play a lot of gigs. We, we did uh, not many gigs, but every single show that we did in Singapore was sold out at wow. that time. We did like, uh, I think we did seven gigs and all sold out. <laughs> wow. Yeah, I think, and I think, I think one thing that I think people should also note is that this all happened in a very, very short span of time, right? I mean, if you're talking I mean, about... I mean, we were, we were writing songs uh, maybe for like, you know, maybe two years and we had like an EP that we mm. recorded in my, bed, in my mm. bedroom, <laughs> you know? And then, uh, 
and then the album came out and then we were, we were like everywhere for like six seven months i think maybe nine months maybe and then we got banned and then it just kind of yeah stopped. yeah the, yeah exactly so so how long was it yeah. before i mean when you recorded zoe Te before um before you guys uh decided to do do the album i mean maybe about like time, a year before about a year before yeah okay yeah okay. yeah yeah and then and then we thought we uh, do an album, you know. We should do mm. an album of all our, all our best songs that we had lying around. Right, right. Yeah. And and the album <laughs> came. I mean, like, so how long? So from the time when you first started, you playing six months plus, and then you got banned uh, in that in that. Uh, this is like a, if I remember correctly, the festival show or something, right? Yeah, yeah. It was the Perfect Ten ninety eight point seven festival. Right, because the the album is called Band in the Singapore. Um, and all these songs you already had. I mean, I'm assuming that all these were the songs that you guys had wrote, tested through the through the through real yeah. time together. Yeah, and... we were there were songs we were playing live at underground gigs. You know, ah, and okay, we, okay. we played a lot of gigs at house parties, at people's house parties. Mm. Right, right, right. Okay. Uh, that, okay. You know, you if you just because every time we went to people's houses, hey you guys, can you play that song? Can you play that song? And then we just like set up in the living room and we just played, and everyone used to love it. And this was like in a lot of HDB flats, and a lot of times the police would come and ask us to shut up. Because <laughs> yes. we always because people and we had people, it's really amazing. Like we had people at house parties singing our songs even before we had a recording out. Wow, really? Wow. That's yeah, cool, yeah. That's it's so awesome. Cool. Yeah, it was awesome. And then a lot of people it's, we used to perform, like you know, in the canteen at school. People, hey guys, hey, you can play, can you play the song after school? We play, and then people come and hang out with us. So we we had that thing going, you know, before we actually even um like became a proper band right 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 yeah so yeah. so you know i mean there, there i mean one of the things that you guys were really into was this kind of comedy like even skit like right stuff in your song so what was the inspiration for for going into that direction because that was quite yeah. different it's very quite humorous yeah very humorous approach i think yeah i feel like um one of the things we uh, noticed about a lot of Singaporean bands at the time and Singapore artists at the time is that nobody was, nobody uh, felt they needed to sound Singaporean or they were embarrassed to sound Singaporean. Like mm. they all wanted to sound British or American, yep. you know? Um, and then like everyone said like, oh, why are you sing, why are you sing like that? That sounds so local. Like, but we are Singaporean. Yeah. And And we really felt that you know, this is what we are. And all mm. the people that like our music, they like this kind of shit, right? Yeah. Uh, from playing all the house parties and uh, playing in school. This is what connects with them. And it made us... It, the reason why I think we stood out from all the other bands at the time, you know, is that we actually sounded like a Singaporean rock and roll band. And people <laughs> yeah. loved it. People loved it, you know? So... Uh, and, and all that humor is the kind of humor we observed. Uh, I mean, we were in at the time, you know, we were you know teenagers, and we were just going to a lot of parties. <laughs> there was a lot of binge drinking and partying, and I mean, that was really uh, our lifestyle at the time. It was it was crazy. It was very fun, fun party, barbecue. You know, we had a lot of barbecues by the beach, and we bring our kids everywhere we went. We brought our acoustic guitars and we ah. would perform for people. Yeah, even at barbecues by the beach. Mm. Um, and so the the sketches thing, I think because we really loved uh, you know Copycat Clan and Siva Choi, ah. that was ah, okay, a, okay. a huge influence for us. And we thought okay. that you know because I thought like, I mean I thought that 
you know, um, that is like the highest selling thing ever released by a Singaporean artist in yeah. Singapore, right? I mean, the yes. most successful album yes. ever yes. in Singapore was that. So, yeah. it just goes to show that Singaporeans love humor. Humor yeah. connects with Singaporeans. You know, yeah. and, and um, I mean, we met a lot of artists and bands. They really, we felt that they took them, themselves too seriously. <laughs> and um, right. we just felt, you know, music should be a joyous thing, you know? Right. <laughs> Uh, there were a lot of depressed people, depressed songwriters, you know. <laughs> like, I'm like, you know, we go to the show, like, man, that guy looked like he's going to kill himself tomorrow, man, if he performed like that. You know, uh, you know, so we just wanted to just rock and we wanted people to have a good time. Right. And we felt that, you know, um, we also could make our album longer by shoving all these bits in there yeah. so we can yeah. more, more value to the money we buy our CD. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So yeah. Okay. So it's a very conscious decision that we must have, like you know, the, the St. Patrick's uh, skit and kind of in between and all that kind of stuff. It wasn't like conscious decision. We just like sometimes, like sometimes we just like, hey, you know, uh, funny shit happened, and then we should mm. just record it. You know, uh, we were also okay. listening to the Jerky Boys. I didn't get started the oh, Jerky Boys. Yes. Yes. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's like all these prank calls. And we used to, uh, you know, we used sometimes at night, we used to make prank calls. We used to do a lot of prank calls at the time as well to, you know, we have a, we have all these tapes of prank calls. Like we used to, uh, we used to call 7-Eleven and, and, and there was one Abing. There, was, there used to be these Abings that worked at 7-Eleven. Yeah. <laughs> and we used to call them and they'd pick a fight with them and they'd go, hey, come on, you come, you come. They'd say, all right, come on, come, you know. And then we just never go down. <laughs> <laughs> and then we call like you know uh, Kenny Rogers fried chicken and demand to speak to Kenny Rogers uh, we used to oh uh, call KFC ask them what are the size of their breasts <laughs> I mean all this kind of shit and then it kind of felt like you know this is us right you know just to put it in there yeah yeah no I mean yeah. I mean it's, it's, it's you know you know Singapore is so repressed right basically especially back then so it's all this is very refreshing right because like you know the you know, you don't speak Singlish, don't speak Hokkien, you know, but then your songs, right, it's all just English and Hokkien all over the place. So that's so yeah, refreshing yeah. I felt, and I that's something we, you don't hear. Yeah. yeah, we felt that, you know, um, like, like, I, like I said before, like, you know, we never said, that we never set out to like, okay, we got to do this album and write the song this way uh, uh, and, you know, okay. have this hook and then, you know, your song must be this structure. Right. You follow. We never followed a single fucking rule. We just did what we thought we we loved and made us laugh and made us feel like, man, we play this song. When we play this song, we go to rock. And mm. I tell you, like, the, the, at, when even when we rehearsed at BMC, the other bands would come out of their rehearsals to stand in front of the glass to watch us rehearse. Oh, really? Wow. Was, yeah, yeah. So, so <laughs> and even when we rehearsed, we had an audience. So everywhere we went. Uh, we had an audience and it was because we were playing songs that sounded uh, like yeah. Singaporean songs and Singaporeans actually liked, liked it. You know, like yeah. we weren't sounding like a, you know, talking about, you know, winter and summer in UK when we live in UK, but no, it's Japanese, you know. I'm just trying to remember because I can't remember whether did they cut you guys off during your set 
Or yeah, they cut the power to the oh, stage. Oh, they cut the power off this. Okay, okay. Yeah. Right. So they cut, you, I mean, this is like, just into your set and then they cut you guys off. Uh, yeah, yeah. But I knew they were going to do that. The crowd went wild. Oh. Like, I mean, there, there was like a lot of people. I mean, people. I, I, the, the whole place was like uh, packed to the road, to, spilling into the road. It was, and every, right. everyone, I, I think, was, was there and like really excited to see us, right? Right. And there was only like five security. Uh, and I did, they did not expect so many people to come. So they couldn't uh, control the crowd. Um, where was this again? Sorry, this was in youth park. Mm, okay, oh, but it was packed. Uh, it was spilling onto the road. Right, right. Onto wow. the road. Yeah, yeah okay, it was mate, really yeah. packed. Uh, yeah. And and so what happened was uh, people kept pushing. The barricades fell down. People came onto the stage, <laughs> and then they cut the power, <laughs> and then they blamed us for inciting a riot. <laughs> oh wow! <laughs> oh man! <Jeez>. Okay. okay. <laughs> And then after that, it was like the official band came out, right? It was an official police band. Like yeah, it was really cutting. bad. It was really bad. It was in the papers. I still have the newspaper cutting. It was like, I oh, you do? Oh, wow. Yeah, okay, my proudest okay. achievements. <laughs> so how, how is it done? Did they send you a yeah. letter or yeah. something? How, is I, they, how did they ban you? <laughs> I mean, we were, it was a police case and everything. And oh. yeah, uh, you know, we, we went to the police station, uh, interrogated. Okay. Uh, okay. You know, and then they, we, we were charged. But not con- we were charged, but the charges were dropped. I, I think we were, right. I, I think we were facing charges. I think, and then oh, okay, it was okay. quite serious. You know, we right. uh, the violation of the Public Entertainment Act and uh, you know inciting a riot. Yeah, inciting <laughs> <You know>? a riot. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And then um, but you know it didn't, it didn't. It, they dropped the charges, and uh, and then um, we were banned, official banned by the 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 youth council or so I, I can't remember but they banned right. us because they felt we were being a bad oh. influence on the youth of Singapore. Oh, I'm sure they must okay, have sent your cool. letters right or something right. You know the letter came out in the in the Straits Times. Oh, is it? oh really? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Wow. Bloody I mean the, the, the Straits Times article mentioned the the ban and yeah. everything. Yeah. 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 That was a it was a very interesting time in my life. You know, uh, we got into a lot of trouble, man. You know, and then um, <laughs> the thing is we had. Our album had come out, um, and and our, our our album actually sold out all across Singapore. Mm-hmm. And then we couldn't we couldn't restock the album because the stores were all afraid. Really. All scared, really. Oh, yeah. Really? Wow. And then and then uh, what happened was our our CD became the first Singapore CD ever to be pirated. I oh. I saw pirated copies on sale at the in in the pirated uh, stands at Bedok Interchange. Wow. <laughs> and I thought like fuck, we have made really it. made it. We have made, made it. it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then um and then um we had we had two songs on, on the charts at the same time, you know, and, and and those two songs were taken off all the playlists on all the radio stations. Mm-hmm. So was it Zoe Was it Zoe And uh it was Ballad of Tabitha and Baby When oh. You're Gone. Oh, yeah. oh wow, okay. Yeah, yeah. And then um then you know like uh, it would have been a good if we weren't banned. We probably have like three number one songs, I think. Uh, and then, and then the songs uh, the, were taken off the playlists. Uh, short stores couldn't sell our CD, and no mm. promoter wanted could book us. Were afraid to book us to play gigs. Mm. So we essentially mm. <laughs> couldn't do anything anymore in Singapore. Wow! wow. Yeah. Okay. So I mean, we were really shut guys, down. Were you guys? How are you guys feeling at that point in time? I mean. I, I felt mean, it's very one, betrayed it's one... by the country. I felt right. very betrayed. Right. Uh, yeah. Because 
um, I felt like, wow, you know, we had just written a Singaporean album that finally, uh, you know, like the, 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 the great thing about what I felt the Botfucks brought to the music scene, right, in Singapore, is that prior to the Botfucks, uh, the, the music scene was very scene-still oriented. Mm. You know? Yes, but, yes, but yes. Botfucks brought a whole bunch of other people that never saw a local gig before to the gigs. Yes. Yes. And and so we actually did so much to kind of, hey, you know, Singapore music is great, man. Come and check it out. So like a yeah. lot of people who came to our shows never ever been to the substation before. And then like through through us, they discovered, oh, there's all these other Singapore bands. Wow, I never heard of them before. Mm. And like they're good. Mm. So we, we brought we brought a lot of new uh, people, you know, and, and the fact that we were the number one album was What Fuck's Band of Singapore. Singapore. Number two mm. was the Backstreet Boys. Number three was George Michael. That was a yeah, fucking yeah, yeah. huge achievement for a Singapore band. And I'm very proud of it. You know, and, right. and, and in spite of all of that, then we got banned. I felt very like, man, you know, like we, we essentially wrote a, an album that connected with the, mm. you know, the heartland of Singapore. <laughs> yeah. Right. And then we got banned. That that kind of says it's more of a reflection on Singapore anything else lah. i mean it's it's the the band was really killed that killed the momentum that we had and and then we were like fuck we, we what do we do now we can't be musicians anymore there's absolutely no way i will ever be in a cover band you know you know so we can't be a cover band you know right we write our own songs and people like us because we write our own songs you um, know right and then the then we just i guess it's over then it ended was that the decision then to just up sticks and then go down to Australia? So not not eventually yes, but it kind of evolved into that. So um, Wayne, the drummer, he was uh, now that you know he he was going to Melbourne to study multimedia, and then I oh, was okay. like, well, my parents were like, well, no, you better go and study then. You know, you can't really play music here anymore. So yeah. Wayne was Wayne was my brother and my best friend. So I was like, okay, I'll just go where Wayne is going. Oh, so really? I, okay. I followed uh, uh, Wayne to Melbourne, and I I did uh, you know uh, computer science and and stuff. Mm. Uh, and I studied here, and then and then um, me and Wayne started uh, busking in Melbourne. The two of us, we used to busk a lot on the streets, right. uh, make extra cash to pay our bills and buy groceries. Uh, and then we were in the university, Melbourne University uh, bar band. Oh, and so we played a lot of university gigs there. Um, and then when after uh, when we were close to graduating, uh, Justin finally saved up enough money, mm. and he did one of the bravest things. When he quit his job in Singapore with five thousand dollars of his base, he came to Melbourne, uh, and then he joined us, uh, and then we started up again um, mm. in Australia, and that began truly began our music journey because I felt like prior to, I mean we we had that experience in Singapore and then mm. and in Australia we had an even greater experience oh yeah, uh, yeah as a band okay. yeah so yeah so that that band would be the Suns right so the, the Bot Fucks thing was done already we should try something it's still the it's still the same three of us but I think our music had kind of mm. evolved because yes. there was a couple of years uh, mm. between that and and um we tried we changed the band name to the Suns and we had all these new songs anyway. Uh, and then we started playing gigs in uh, Melbourne. Our first gig was in a cafe, you know. Uh, we in a cafe, but we played. <laughs> we trashed the fucking cafe, man. Uh, it was a cafe, but we played like we were playing a rock concert in a cafe. And, and they loved it. The, the owner loved it so much that we became the resident band 
of wow. the cafe. And, and uh, it, was, it was walking distance from Melbourne University. So right. all mm. the uni students uh, started coming to the cafe uh, mm. once a week to see us perform. And then we started getting a lot of residency shows where every week we play here. And then we played at this, we got a residency gig at this place called Laundry. And they had like, um, every Thursday night was university bar night. So the beer was very cheap. So we just started playing in front of all the university uh, uh, kids, people, right? And that's how we started building a following. And, and um, within one year, just one year, we were headlining shows all across Melbourne, our own shows, you know? And then, and then um, we started touring Australia in a van. And, um, it, you know, we did. So we played 100. I, I, I think really we almost played about 250 gigs in a two and a half year period. And... Um, and then we recorded an EP, and the EP sold five thousand copies in Melbourne. And there was, and so the band, so we had a progression like from the Bot Fox, although it was unknown in Singapore, we actually did better uh, in Australia um, than in Singapore as as the Suns, you know. So we were on this really good uh, trajectory. Uh, we went all across the country. Uh, one of our, our most memorable achievements was we were the opening band for the Presidents of the United States tour. Yeah, and and they were like one of our heroes, you know. So we met we met the band uh, that we admired, and we opened for them at their at their concert, uh, you know. And then we toured with some Japanese bands, and we, we that's when we started, you know, like touring, going across the country, uh, you know, and all the stuff. And yeah, it was great. It was incredible. It was incredible. Where were you? Where were you playing around in Australia like that? I mean, you're doing just a lot of club shows, I assume. Yeah, a lot know. of a lot of a lot of pubs, clubs. Mm. Uh, you know, mostly Melbourne, Brisbane, Sydney, Adelaide, the ah, East Coast. Okay. East so Coast. All the, okay. most, most of the, the East Coast. Yeah. Right, yeah. right. Right. And a lot of a lot of the country towns in between. We played a lot of country towns. Which really? The shows in the country towns are crazy. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean. I, you know, I, I I watched like some video clips and stuff like that of, of you guys at the sun back then. Uh, you know, somebody had some VHS or whatever. I remember watching these, uh, you know, watching you guys and going like, wow. I mean, I think one of the one of the key things also is like you guys really put on a show. You know, it's not it's not okay. We're just here. We're just plug in and play and that kind of thing. You know, because it, it seems to me that there was a lot of uh, the idea of like you know you want to make you want to make a show that people will remember and and. And, 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 and vibe with you uh, along the way instead of just standing there and just playing and singing or whatever, you know? Yeah, 100%, man. Because the bands that we love, we, we, one of our favorite albums that we swore by was Van Halen right here, right now. Mm. <laughs> yes. You know? okay. and, I mean, come on, man. That, that's, like a, the, that's like a masterclass in how you perform in front of people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? yeah. And, and, we, that was, and, and we, liked, we loved Kiss. Mm -hmm. uh, you know? so, and we just feel, <laughs> yeah. felt that, you know, it's not enough to just rock out and play your songs. You got to entertain, and and also we uh, we we had this reputation that nobody uh, after a while in Melbourne nobody wanted to play after us. Oh, nobody wanted okay. to play after us. Um, and and also we we also felt that you know we are three Singaporean guys, man. You know, 
representing all <laughs> representing Singapore. We we come here, we make sure they remember us, man. So our last song, we tr- always trash the fucking stage, and then we just fuck off. You know, like all right, guys, you're next, man. You know, we we had that um very competitive attitude at our gigs. Mm. Like we only we also perform like we are going to be the best band on that lineup and everybody uh, will need to be remembering the sons. Right, right. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I, I still remember talking to some guys from Electrical, you know, and they had I me, mean, you know, and they were like, oh, you got to go and catch the sons. You know, it's like if you, if you go there and they're playing, you know, you got to go and, and see them at a show or whatever it is. Um, but, but having said that, so the sons, I mean, that was like the band for you guys all the way um, throughout the early noughties, right? I would say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, from uh, I think we were active from about two thousand and and four to two thousand and seven. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, and then, so that was the only thing. I mean, we was the three of us were. That was like our life, you know. Like um, you know, all of us had just like you know, the your we really had the rock and roll jobs. I was uh, at one time I was I was working at Seven Eleven. The min, I was doing the Seven Eleven midnight shift. Uh, okay. Wayne was delivering pizza. Uh, we work at call centers and we didn't have careers, you know, we were just doing whatever we could to make money. And then we were pushing the band. Uh, the band was our focus yes. uh, yep. of everything. And and the band yep. became a small our, became a small business. Mm. It was paying for our bills and everything. Mm. Yeah, wow. that's that's all we, we, we our whole life was the band. Mm. We we lived in one small house, all three of us, and we rehearsed in the bedroom. Um and yeah, you mm. know, that's all we did. It was the band. It was the band was our life. Wow. Our dream was the band, you know. Everything was just about the band. Um, so I, I I know Wayne came back to Singapore. You know, he was also I think he was quite instrumental in helping a lot of the other bands, the younger bands here at that point in time get their you know to to hone hone their musicality or something and stuff like that. And of course, uh, that was followed by you know the tragic passing, his tragic passing. I mean, I was I was, I, I don't know about you, Kev, but when I first heard it, I was like I thought people when somebody I can't remember who who. At the time, we didn't have WhatsApp or whatever. Like, it was just like a SMS or something. And somebody SMS me that, that, that Wayne had passed and I thought he was joking. Because I was work. I think I, I think I had just only started working at, at, the, at the Today uh, paper and stuff like that. So it was a very, very big shock for me. Yeah, it was, a, it was crazy. Yeah. It was a, ah, man, it's, it's, I, I miss Wayne every single day. I miss him, man. He's my, my brother and my best friend and my music. He was my musical soulmate. You know, mm. uh, I miss him every day. Uh, it was such. It was a tough time. Mm. I, I think we were the the band was performing so many gigs, and after about two and a half years, all of us were very exhausted. Mm-hmm. You know, and and uh, you know, I think we uh, we all decided to kind of take a break for a while uh, to kind of figure out what we were gonna do next. Yeah, because um, we had released two EPs, and mm. we were working towards releasing a, an album. You know, mm. um, and then Wayne went back to Singapore. Uh, Justin wanted to take a break from uh, the touring because he was exhausted. Um, you know, and uh, I was working on some other music stuff here. You know, uh, and and Wayne got into production because Wayne Wayne was the guy that was the instrumental in recording us. Uh, he was the he was the engineer and producer. Oh, okay, okay. Um, you know, uh, and and he he went back to Singapore and he started working with Leonard and he was producing mm. some bands and and he was you know and we've just. We were all just yeah. like, okay, we're just, you know, we'll, we'll try yeah. to figure out what to do next. But we knew that what we needed to do next was to do an album. Mm. And, and to do an album means like, 
Like, you know, I, I, I didn't want to just do an album, just to do an album, you know. Uh, doing an album right. means you do the album, then you have to spend two years playing shows to promote yeah, the album. Yeah. yeah. Uh, uh, so everybody felt like, you know, I think everybody felt that they needed to take a break first before we really do this. Because we couldn't just do the album and do another two years of this. Mm, you know, and yeah. then, um, yeah, and then, and then uh, we were yeah. ready to come back. Uh, you know, I, I also had an, uh, uh, you know, an accident on stage and I, I busted my elbow. Oh, wow. And then I had my elbow replaced with a metal joint. Mm. And then, you know, I, I went through all that physiotherapy. I finally got back uh, on my feet. I could play guitar mm. again. And then, uh, and then we, we had a, a show. Uh, the Suns was going to do a reunion show in Singapore. I mean, right. not, like a yeah. comeback show. Not a reunion yeah. show, a comeback yeah. show. A comeback show, yeah. Um, yes. and it's, it was, the show sold out. Yes. It was a sold out show in Singapore. Yes. And it was, everyone was super excited. And then Wayne yeah. died, uh, you know, before the show. Mm. You know, and then uh, the, uh, it was crazy, mm. man. My, my whole life mm. came crashing down. It was... One of the darkest times of my life, man. It it, it really knocked every everything out of me, yeah. um, because I, I I lost like my best friend more than anything mm. else, you know, and and I lost my best friend, and I, and I lost the life I, I that I thought was my life. I, I thought I was right. gonna just play music with my two best friends for my whole yeah. life, and, and it was gone. Yeah. And I really didn't know what to do. I didn't have any backup plan. I didn't have anything mm. except mm. the band um, because I, I, we all went all in into this right. band. It's not like I'm working here as an accountant or engineer, and then on a weekend I'm playing, I'm playing yeah. this, uh, I'm jamming my friends. This like no, you know, our full time <laughs> yeah. job was this band. Yes, yeah, and and I, I didn't know yeah. how to deal with it, man. I was I fell into yeah. like depression, man, and then um, mm-hmm. uh, it was very tough time for me. Mm. Like, you know, I, I came back to Melbourne and I ended up working in a call center. Wow. Uh, okay. Because that's all I, all I could do. Oh, wow. You know, and I, I worked in a call center. I listened to people every day. I listened to Australian people complain about the speed of their internet connection. <laughs> oh, uh, no. And, and that was, I, I, and yeah, it was just, I don't know, man. It's, it was tough. Losing Wayne was very tough. But then, then after that, uh, when Wayne died, uh, Justin, like, you know, didn't want to do music anymore. Because uh, okay. it was too painful, I think, for him to mm. to play music, and also he was mm. working on 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 the tribute concert mm. for Wayne uh, DVD. Mm. Yeah, and, that's right. Yeah, uh, I was I was like doing some you know yes. music arranging work in Melbourne, so I came back mm. and I did that kind of stuff, but nothing significant though. That was tough, man. How did you? How do? What, what did you? How would you kind of mm. say helped you to kind of get out of that? dark time because it's you know tough to I mean depression right it's quite a natural thing to happen suffering such trauma so how, what do you think helped you to kind of recover and get up oh man I think I had a dream of Wayne I remember having a dream of Wayne and um man in the dream I was like in I think I was like in somewhere in Singapore and I was mm. sitting on the on the roadside and I was crying you know and then Wayne was uh he had his uh, hand around my shoulder and he said, um, he said, never mind, lah, dude, just start another band, bro. Just start another band, you know? Yeah. <laughs> and then I was like, I was crying. I was like, fuck, how can I do this, bro? I don't know anyone in Australia, you know? And he said, don't worry. Just find some people, start another band, you know? And I said, but Justin don't want to play music mm. anymore. And he said, never mind, lah, if Justin don't want to play, never mind, let him do his own thing. You just start another band, you know? So then I remember waking up from that dream and I was like, 
wow, that's so weird. I dreamt about Wayne and he's telling me to start another band, you know? Mm. But I, I, it, it, I didn't act on it immediately, you know? I was so depressed. I just, I don't know. I was so de- it was such a dark sure. time, you know? Sure. I, I, I can't explain it. When you're in depression, it's so hard to mm. just see out of it, you know? Like, um, I lost my relationship with my girlfriend because of my yeah. depression. I was working in a fucked up job uh, that was going nowhere. And um, I had no, uh, I just couldn't see a way out, you know? And then um, one day I just fucking snapped. I, um, I remember like uh, in this job, they were making me sell uh, antivirus software to old people over the phone that already had antivirus software installed in their computer. And, mm. and uh, I wasn't willing to do it because mm. I was speaking to mm. all these nice old ladies on the phone. I was like, I don't want to cheat this woman. Yeah. You know? yeah. And then the boss called me into the office and, and said, why aren't mm. you meeting all your sales targets? Then I said, I'm not uh, going to do this. This is unethical. Then I said, you better do, do this. You know, you have to scold at me. Then I told him straight in the face, fuck you and fuck your job and fuck your unethical company. And I walked out. Mm. That's it. He wow. said, if you walked out, you walk out, you're fired and say, fuck it, man. Mm. I don't want to work here anyway. And I left, right. the, I left the fucking job mm. like that in a very dramatic mm. fashion. And I said, okay, Wei, mm. I'm going to start another mm. fucking band. <laughs> and at that, that moment, I was like, uh, yeah. I, I, I had no fucking idea. Right. I didn't know anybody here. And uh, uh, I went on online and I posted an ad. Uh, say, you know, And then I started jamming with people. And then... I met uh, three guys, three Australian mm. guys named Matt. They were all named Matt. <laughs> yes, that's right. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah and, and then, I, I mean, the first Matt was um, one of my best friends, Matt AJ, right. as the bassist. And I, I told him my, my whole story. And it was like, fuck, he was so touched by the story. And he was like, bro, I'm going to help you, man. Yeah, and he, and he, and he, he believed in uh, my vision even before I had like, any songs. <laughs> <laughs> and then um yeah and then so i got the bass the bassist first and then we had the guitarist and then the drummer came and um i started writing songs again you know and then um and then slowly evolved into a band yeah it was a process it was a process a one-year process but uh, the moment i started playing music again right it felt so much easier it, it, I, I can't even remember exactly what happened but eventually we had an album and then i uh and, and then uh you know i and this band started performing all across Melbourne, mm. and and uh, which was Emperor and Emperor, yeah, and ended up being uh, an active band for eight years, mm. and yeah. and this this uh, band took me to greater heights than the Suns. Yeah, I, I, I was I was just telling uh, Kevin earlier before we started that I just got a you know one of those like Facebook reminders of oh this thing happened ten years ago and stuff like that, and and the thing that popped up on mine was um, you know uh, the unexpurgated interview with Sunny of Empra uh, in 20, 2013 because uh, you guys were coming to Singapore to open for Fallout Boy. Uh, for Canning Park or something. That was, I think, that was the original premise of the 
of the interview. And it was done with Kevin. <laughs> so, <laughs> so it's been 10 years since the interview. Yeah. This is our 10th wow. year anniversary interview with you again. Yeah, wow. That's awesome, man. <laughs> um, when you were in the band, though, uh, in Emperor, though, um, was there, like, how far were you go? Do you have, like, what was your, like, five-year plan or ten-year plan <laughs> or whatever? Like, do we have to play, like, Wembley or, or, you know, that kind of thing? I don't think, uh, well, I had a plan. I mean, my, my plan in Emperor was to honor Wayne's dreams. Okay, okay. That was all I had planned. And Wayne mm -hmm. wanted to be the first Singaporean to record an album overseas uh, in a band, and he wanted to be the first Singapore band to tour America. Ah, okay. And he wanted okay. to be the first Singapore band to have a hit song overseas. And then I remember I, I made a promise to Wayne in my heart, bro, I'm going to do all those things that you wanted in this band. And, and the plan was, we're mm. gonna, I was going to record mm. an album. I was going to get a song on radio. So I recorded an album. Um, and then I wanted it, you know, we were going to get a song on radio. And we have five songs on radio. Mm. And, and, you know, after five years, we started touring internationally. And, and we, did, we toured America four times. Wow. And, and, um, and that yeah. was the plan. Yeah. And then wow. after the fourth time, I was like, I realized, oh, you know, I've done everything I wanted to do <laughs> in this band. <laughs> you know, uh, I, I honored Wayne. And then, and you know, it was, it was come to a point where it was getting exhausting for me, mm. you know, because it was, we were touring uh, it's, it's internationally and, it was costing a lot of money and then my father fell very sick and then um and then i thought yeah. i think it's time to wrap this up so i left mm. yeah ah, okay. come back to, to help my mom care for my dad mm. you know just be more supportive for my family provide support mm. so yeah mm. but that, that was the plan the plan seriously was yeah. um yeah. I'm a, I, I mean the reason why i did the plan was one of my best friends really really i mean uh, that's all i cared about already my best friend and he, Wayne had all these dreams as a Singaporean mm. musician. He wanted, he was like a trailblazer, man. You know, he's mm. like, we have to be the first Singapore band yeah. to do this. We have to be yeah. the first Singapore band to tour America properly in a tour bus. You know, it's a rock band, <laughs> playing rock music, playing our own fucking songs. He always tell that to me. We have to be the first Singapore band to do this, you know. And when he died, dreams, those dreams died with him. Yeah. And, I, and mm. I, I said to my best friend in my heart, I said, I will fucking honor that for you, bro. I'll make sure right. it happens. And, and I, I went, I devoted eight years of my life making those things happen. The song Only Love by Emperor was the one that you guys won the, 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 band, comp um, the band competition. Was that, that was the one, right? Yeah, so, so um, we, were, we represented Australia in um, this international band competition organized by Live Nation. Mm. And they, they had like 1,500 uh, submissions from right. all over the world. Wow, okay. Yeah, and then and then ten ten wow. bands were shortlisted. Ten bands and artists were shortlisted, and we were flown to Los Angeles to perform a, a set in the final uh, mm. at the House of Blues on Sunset Strip, the legendary wow, House one, of Blues. What a what a cool what a cool venue, man! I love that venue. Yeah, yeah, it was the and then uh, when we performed, uh, we so we played our set. By that time, we were like, man, we were so fuck. We were we had already played about hundred gigs in Australia. We were so fucking good. You know, but uh, before we played, there was this country singer that looked mm. like Taylor Swift. I was like, fuck, she was so hot. <laughs> she definitely gonna. I was like, 
how the hell are we gonna beat this? <laughs> yeah, you know. Yeah. Uh, so so uh, we just played, and then um, when it came to the song, we you know we played uh, only love can last. I mean, we played our set, and then when it came to the point where we played only last love can last hmm. forever, the microphone stopped working. Oh uh, no! Yeah, and but then so I went into the crowd. I got off the stage. I jumped into the crowd, and I started telling, teaching the people around me how to sing the chorus while the band kept looping the chorus. And then the whole room started singing the chorus for us. There was 800 people there started wow. singing. Oh, and it just became such a magical moment. And so we completed the song with the the room singing the chorus for us because the microphone couldn't work, and they all knew the song. And and then after that, the judges said we. We gave you the prize because of the way you handled that. It's they've wow. never seen that. They never saw something like that ever before. Love can last forever until the end of time. Only love can last forever until the end of time. So, so Sunny, I need to ask you this very important question: <clears throat> Who do you want to play you in the biopic? Yeah, uh, <laughs> I, don't, I don't know, man. I don't know. I don't know. You have to give so, some someone, someone very handsome, someone uh, very handsome. That's for sure. Handsome guy. Handsome guy. Someone very handsome. Yes. Uh. Okay, okay. Yeah. <laughs> we put the word out. No, that, that, exactly. I was just thinking that because like no, because that that last th- that last story that you just said, it really just sounds like. You know the ending of a a, a biopic. Yeah, right? man, that was it, man. Not yet, yeah. man. Uh, I haven't died. I haven't died yet, man. I haven't died. I still went on. Still got a lot <laughs> to do. <laughs> Lonely lah. <laughs> Elton John. Elton John got one already. Uh. you can have one. Uh, I don't know that. But as long as the guy is handsome, right? And it has to be an in- uh, and I want him to be a brown-skinned actor. It has to be an Indian actor. There's okay. not enough roles for Indian actors. Okay. Yes, okay. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Dev. Dev. Dev Patel. Uh, Dev Patel. Yeah. Ooh, Dev Patel. Okay. <laughs> oh, Himesh, uh, Himesh Patel. I mean, he, he, can, he can sing. He definitely can sing. Yeah. And uh, yeah, so Sunny, I think um, I think what this is one of, this is the first thing that we've ever done for the Land City Rock podcast. And uh, Sunny right now has uh, decided to do a couple of uh, cool versions of the songs. One of them is from the Sons, uh, Cecilia. Uh, one of the songs that I quite like, actually. So I want to. I haven't heard this. I haven't heard this, and this is the first time um, everybody's going to hear this particular version of the song, right? This is a right, Sunny. This is a, a world premiere. World premiere. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say world premiere of the song. Yeah, yeah. I've never done. Uh, <laughs> I've never done this before. You know. Um, so I'm going to play uh, Cecilia. This is uh, yeah. a song that was written by Justin for the Suns, and uh, I hope you like it. This is an acoustic version. Yeah. 
baby, don't go. And now you say you found some other guy. Oh, baby, can't you see his in disguise? Sense of me. And it looks so sus How the hell did my phone know that I dreamt of buying a tiger That a teenage hacker steal my data Hang tight, go with the flow Although we're moving backwards and it's out of control I don't believe the truth when the truth keeps on selling
Okay, so the two songs by Sunny. This is the first also for us. We've never done this kind of thing before. And this is the first time you guys have heard this particular acoustic versions of the song. The first one, as we said earlier, was uh, Cecilia by The Sun. And the second one is um, I Don't Believe the Truth from uh, Sunny's uh, new uh, EP. Is that right, Sunny? Yes, that's right. Uh, you know, the first uh, single of my new EP and uh, it's kind of the song is kind of launching my solo project moving forward. Mm, mm, yeah, maybe maybe we can talk a bit about that. Like, uh, you know, is, mm. is this uh, what 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 prompted you to to go this solo? I mean, I'm just I, I'm just asking this because like you had the board folks, you had the sons, you had Emperor. These are all band bands. Is this the first time you you've ever considered like okay, I I think I can just go and do this thing as a, as a yes, solo? Yes, this is the first time I'm doing it as a solo artist. I, um, you know, after uh, Emperor uh, wrapped up, you know. Um, my, my focus was just really on just kind of my own mental health and my uh, mm. uh, and you know helping out my family because my father was really sick he was dying yep. and, and I just kind of mm. left the whole music thing for a while I was still playing guitar a lot I'm always playing music at home myself no matter what yep. you know yep. it's, uh, and that was kind of my focus and then I, after my father passed away I, I kind of came back to my focus was back in Australia, and then um, I had all these like uh, songs that I had lying around, uh, you know, that never were recorded. And I thought, you know, maybe I should just start something new. But then the COVID thing happened, you know. Yep. Then I got mm. was uh, set back <laughs> for another two years. <laughs> right. Uh, but yeah. then I, I think over the COVID thing, I I was playing a lot. I started playing a lot of guitar. You know, I I started. Uh, I, I I learned how to play the blues. You know, I, I studied. The, the BB King Live with the Regal album, uh, the John Mayer Continuum oh, album, right. and Eric Clapton MTV Unplugged. Yeah. Those three albums, I learned everything. I mean, almost everything. Uh, whatever I could play <laughs> uh, in those albums. And I still <laughs> try to learn it, actually. And then um, I started writing a lot of music. Mm. And then I thought, you know, maybe it's time for me to be like a, a solo singer-songwriter, lead guitar player, like, like you know, John Mayer, Eric Clapton, BB King, Lenny Kravitz, that kind of thing. Yeah, uh, and, yeah, and do yeah. something where I felt like... Yeah. I could just carry this myself with a, a backing band and just keep doing this. You know, yep. then I just want, decided, you know, I'll just keep making music until the day I die, no matter what, whatever happens. Yep, 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 Every yep. two years, I want to put out an right. album as Sunny Value, uh, you know, because I feel like it's, it's hard for me to kind of have a band like the Suns or Emperor again. They were two very, yep, very special yep, yep. bands, uh, you know, and, um, I, I I want to have that that freedom uh, uh, to do to, to go where I can go with this, uh, you know, and uh, yeah. So so that's what I thought. You know, okay, time for me to try something new. I want to try something new. I've never been a solo artist mm. before, so now I'm going to give this a shot. And um, so I started recording my songs, and uh, it sounded pretty good. Okay. <laughs> I was like, hey, this sounds pretty good. <laughs> you know? I was like, wow, this sounds good, and it sounds uh, yeah. it sounds different from everything I've done. You know, and I feel like okay, oh, this, okay. This, this direction lends itself to like one guy. You know, uh, and I mm, and I can uh, I'm very very passionate about this, and I I'm I'm very passionate about this, and I'm very excited about this. Uh, and and it's, you know, I, I feel like I'll just find uh, pro pro musicians to want to help me out, or people who have this, uh, you yeah. know, vision to be a professional musician, and and let's go and do it. Okay, so so how like um how far in is your EP? 
coming out soon? Where like how um, far right now? It's completely you? done. It's all been mixed and mastered. Um, I'm ah. getting my friend is finishing some artwork for it. Um, I'm actually just sending it out to all the music industry people that I used to know or and labels and stuff mm. first to see what they mm. think. You know, um, mm, right. if I can get someone uh, who you know uh, like a, a you know a label a small independent label or management kind of team that, you know, wants to back a, a rock and roll artist like me, that'd be great. You know, so I want to give myself the opportunity mm. to see what people think first um, uh, before I think about releasing it. Um, but in the meantime, I'm just performing as much as I can in Melbourne, uh, about three to four gigs a week. To, and I'm starting to build a, a fan base again here. Uh, leading oh. up to when I launch it with a band, uh, band show, <laughs> and then um, wow, okay. I, have, I have plans to go back to America to uh, perform as well. You know, I was I was, I was gonna uh, go to America and do do all the same things, like do all the open mics and everything, because I can actually right. do all of these songs with just me and an acoustic guitar. But you know, right. Um, right. But you know, obviously, my vision is to have a band with me. Like looking at your 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 own personal musical journey, right, from like you know jamming and Poly all the way until now. Um, I'm going to put you on the spot then. So what would you say, two things, what would you say is like the best and worst thing about being sunny? And what were the biggest Spinal Tap moments that you've ever had? Wow. No one's ever asked me that before. <laughs> That's um, another world premiere first over here. <laughs> the line's really wrong. Okay, the, be the best thing about being me, I think, is that uh, being able to, uh, you know, play music and sing the songs and play guitar uh, has just allowed me to connect with people from all over the world, mm. all sorts of cultures and all different walks of life and religion and everything. Everywhere mm. I go, every time I go to someone's house party or I'm in America or in Australia or in Singapore or in Malaysia or where, anywhere, the moment I start playing guitar, like everyone becomes friends. Mm. Mm. It's really beautiful. I, I'm, I feel very blessed to have that, that ability to uh, play music and then everyone just starts, you know, all the, everyone just starts being cool with each other and then we all hang out, the kind of thing. So that's the best thing about being me. Worst thing about being me, um, it's, all, it's all I ever think about, I think, sometimes. <laughs> I, I only ever think about music, right? You know, um, my my whole life and all the decisions, important life decisions I've made, yeah. um, have been about how can I make more music, mm. and and sometimes that might not have been the best decisions to make. Mm. But that's how I'm very driven by music, like uh, but really, I I really am. <laughs> and sometimes, uh, you know. Like, like partners find it very hard. Okay. Oh yeah. Um, <laughs> I'm sure. And, um, I'm sure. And, uh, bandmates find it quite. Yeah. Can sometimes find me very intense. Okay. You okay. know. Um, yeah. That but, might be the bad thing. Yeah. Can you But I, I'm not sure it's a bad thing. Then. <laughs> yeah, I, I think the bad thing is some sometimes I, I place music first before myself. Ah. Uh, okay. Ah. Uh, you okay. know, <laughs> and then uh, and then I pay for it later on. Yeah. Kind of mm. thing. You know, okay. but that's pretty fair enough. Spinal fair tap enough. moments. Um, you mean like crazy spinal tap moments? Oh man, I mean, yeah. I had the greatest spinal tap moment. I got banned from performing live. Man. 
Hey, yeah, that would be it. Like, that, that is would a be crazy it. ass Spinal Tap <laughs> moment, man. I got banned by a country. I don't yeah, even think Spinal wow. Tap. That, maybe that happens, man. So that would be one of the ones. Um, I don't know. That that was probably the most significant one. Mm. Oh, there was one time uh, we performed at Tower Records in Singapore okay. for our mm. album launch show. That they asked us to perform, and um, and 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 it, it was like it was overflowing. So all these people came to watch us perform uh, the at our you know you're launching our album at mm. Tower Records mm. in uh, in Singapore, and it was packed. It was packed all the way to the escalator, right? Wow. And then okay. and then. Um, and then I said on the mic, hey guys, thank you for supporting the board. Fucks, man, you know, it's such a huge honor. We are number one. Number two is Backstreet Boys. <laughs> and I was like, yeah. And then I saw a bunch of punks, right? They went to the, the Backstreet Boys stand. They picked it up and they smashed it to oh the floor. Oh my God. And then they started jumping on the CD. Ah, oh, fuck the Backstreet Boys. Fuck the Backstreet Boys. I was like, oh shit. I didn't think for that. Set. I just said, yeah. So that was like, okay, unintended consequences. Uh, <laughs> incitement, yeah. incitement. Yeah. yeah. That's why. Uh, that, was, that was kind of, I, I felt like, oh shit, I hope you don't get into trouble for that. Um, Did it make you pay for all the Backstreet Boys CDs that were damaged? No, no. The manager was really cool. I think he also hated the Backstreet Boys. He was like, ah, don't worry about it, man. Don't worry about it. I hate that band anyway. Uh, and then um, everything has just been cool for us, really, you know. There was one time we played in this country town in, uh, in uh, I think, New South Wales, right? And it was a bikey bar, a bikey gangster bar. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah. And I thought, fuck, man, I think we're going to die. Yeah. <laughs> These guys were like damn rough, uh, you know, like Harley Davidson, yeah. like riding crowd. Yeah, yeah. You know? <laughs> I was like, man, we better make sure we can play <laughs> in front of this crowd. It was a... And then when we started playing, they loved it so much, man. They loved it so much. Yeah. And then we hung out with them. And then, um, you know, like, uh, it was, it, it became awesome. It was awesome. It was awesome. There was, well, I, okay, there was one Spinal Temple I remember now. This is Emperor. Right. And we played in this, in this bar, uh, this bar in Melbourne, like some shitty bar. It's all the early bars. And, and the stage looked like it was like a makeshift stage. Ah, uh, okay. <laughs> very, very unsafe. Yeah. And we were playing halfway, right? I, I, I was playing halfway, the bass went off. So I turned around. I looked around. Where did, where did Matt go? The Matt bassist. Yeah. And he actually he had actually fallen through the stage. The stage. Oh my goodness. Collapsed. On, yeah, he fell into a hole in the stage. And oh, he disappeared yeah. from the stage. Yeah. Holy shit. Yeah, yeah but fortunately, right. nothing happened to him. Oh, lucky. Man. But yeah, it was fucking funny, man. I mean, I mean because at first I was, I was like, hey, man, you're here, yeah. bro. And he's like, oh, I fell down, man. Oh, yeah, so he fell through a hole in the stage, and then and then we had to stop the show, make sure wow. it was okay, and then, yeah. and, then uh, and then and then we continued. Oh, okay, okay, we, okay. Uh, nice, nice. I, I don't know when you, when you ask me that question. I mean, the first thing that comes to mind is just you know having the police come to your show, yeah. and then you get arrested, and then you're taken off to the police station uh, yeah, because boy, the crowd wow. rioted. I, I don't know if I have another story more interesting than that. I'm sorry. How to top that? How to top that? Yeah, how to yeah. top that? Yeah, like, yeah. That's why like, this, this, that, yeah. You're right, Kevin. This whole, this whole story, right? <laughs> it's just one big by music biopic. Like we should, we should, we should get somebody, yeah. anybody really out there is. listening in who wants to do a movie that is like you know. <laughs> Uh, a musical, yeah. a music movie. You know, this would this would be the story to tell. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, I'm inspired. I'm inspired. <laughs> <laughs> That's still going on. Still going on. Maybe Netflix series. Ooh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Ooh, 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 ooh. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Let's do it. 
Yeah, make sure it's a handsome Indian, handsome Indian actor, though. Handsome Indian, handsome Indian actor, Indian yeah, 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 must have handsome Indian actor yeah, in the in the yeah. lead role. Yeah, okay. There, okay. there are a lot of them out there. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> we go and find, we go and find. But must be able to sing okay. also, Must be able to sing, sing properly also, Yeah. We call it fat. <laughs> yeah, yeah. P H U C K E D. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's funny. It was funny when we had to change the band. Uh, we we intentionally did that uh, with the band name. Oh right, spell the F as a PH. That was so funny. Yeah, but I remember. It works. Wasn't you guys who told me that they somebody changed the name, like Pucks or something like that. Bought Pucks. I can't remember. You you told me that right? Because somebody. Yeah, yeah, I saw it before. I was like, bought Pucks. I'm like, bought Pucks. Yeah, just bought Pucks. No, no, we never changed it to that. No. Okay, okay. Maybe, maybe they went. I think maybe they had to. They had to do that when they, they uh, wrote reviews about us. They were printed. Maybe. Oh, and, right. And they couldn't use PH, I think. Maybe, I think that maybe that was it. But no, we never ever changed, not the H. Yeah. So lame. We changed the F to a PH, which we thought right. was actually uh, funnier. Yeah. It was more yeah. Tongue yeah. Tongue. It was clever. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 But, you know, I, I don't want to take up too much of your time, Sunny. Uh, so, I would, you know, it's been, it's been a, a joy talking to you. Yes. Fantastic. Thanks, guys. Thanks so much, man. It's really my my pleasure to be on your National Thank Day. You so much, yeah. I'm very honored. Yeah. Thank you so much. But before yes. before you ring up, I mean, like, you know, where what, what what's happening now? I mean, like, you know, you, <laughs> should we ask him for a National Day message? A National Day will be in a couple of days. Then. A National Day message? Uh, no, I mean, I, I guess I can, I can speak to anyone uh, in Singapore who is in a band or who is in a musician. Or a musician. Yeah. You know, I, I just want to encourage you to write your own music yes. and never ever uh, change your music to get somewhere. Just do what you want to do. Mm. Mm. Don't ever yep. listen to all these people in the music industry saying that <laughs> you have to do this to your song. Uh, your chorus must start straight away. You have to drop your guitar solo. Your song must be what's, it never follow what's in right now. Just do what you feel is Amazing, mm, yeah, and just play play your your music uh, that you want to play. Mm. Don't listen to anyone telling you how you should play your music. You just play what you want to play. Do what you want to do, and you will have the best time of your life. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, no, very true, very true. I mean, is that one of those things that I, I I liked about you know what you you did previously as well. And I think I think one of the things also is like a, I mean apart from that and and you know just deciding I want to do this and making music your core thing like you said like you know you work at, you work at Seven Eleven or whatever as a side hustle just to so that you can have you know focus everything on, on the music. It was actually quite fun, you know. I was the only guy that never got robbed. What? Seven Eleven? What? Wow. Yeah, yeah. Wow. Because uh, in the Seven Eleven security manual, it says uh -huh. one of the first things they they teach you if you greet everybody that comes through. Uh, the door you lower your chance of being robbed by over fifty percent, because really? uh, yeah, so a lot of people they rob Seven Eleven on impulse. So I was right. like super friendly to everybody that came in at midnight. Ah. I was like, "Hey, how are you? How are you?" It's a psychological, <laughs> very good, very good. psychological defense, lah. Yeah, so to speak. Yeah, yeah, yeah. excellent. That's interesting. Excellent. That's interesting. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Well, I, uh, yeah. Well, thank thanks so much again, Sunny, for for thank taking you, time out and regaling us with your time. 
Um, yeah, where, where can people where can people uh, look out for more things from you? I mean, when's the EP coming uh, you, out? The best place to do it is at my website, sunnyvelu.com, mm-hmm. S-A-N-N-Y-V-E-L-O-O.com. But I'm also on Instagram, TikTok, uh, you know, Facebook, Twitter, Threads, uh, Twitch, and YouTube. Uh, I'm, every, I'm, I'm on all this online platform. So right now, I'm just um, getting ready to release my first solo EP. And if you're in Melbourne, I'm playing a lot of shows. Mm, uh, mm, but I'm yes. just focusing on Melbourne right now. And then um, mm. eventually, I will come to Singapore and do a band show. Yes. You know? uh, yes. And then I'm going to go to the States and do band shows there as well. So, But just starting out slowly for now. Okay, cool. So if you guys are yeah, yeah. in Melbourne, um, you, I guess it'll be just uh, the main the main city area in the, in the pubs and stuff like that around the, around the area. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm, yeah okay, it's all over. Yeah. Yeah. I play all over, you know, like the south side, west side, east oh. side, north side, city. Uh, okay, okay. I go all across, all across, everywhere. Okay. I'm doing about three or four, three or four a week. Yeah. Well, look out, look out for his stuff. Go to his website, check out. I mean, you ha- he'll have his dates and stuff like that as well. Yeah, it's all on my yeah. website. Yeah. So go, go go there, check it out where you can see him and go go catch his performance. Uh. And uh, your EP will be out. Um, what, hopefully, what? hopefully. Um, by the end of the year, it'll be out, you know. Okay. Um, but I, I'm. Uh, let's see. Let's see what happens. It's all done. I'm just kind of shopping it around first. Right. But it will yeah. be out like this. It will be out this year because next year I'm gonna record like a, a ten songs for an album as well. Okay. Oh, okay. Wow. Cool. Yeah. Okay. Excellent. Okay. Yep. So yeah. We'll we'll definitely watch out for that one. Let us know, man. When what else you gonna? Thanks, be doing. man. Thanks, guys. I yeah, really yeah. appreciate it. Man. No, Thank no, you so this... much for doing this podcast. Thank it's you so much. It was great. Thank you, man. Someone's doing something about uh, you know music in Singapore. <laughs> it's so important yeah thanks so much yeah. man thank you very much okay thanks, brothers man. see ya have fun man I'll see you bye wow okay wow that, that was really <laughs> inspiring <laughs> um, so much so much to admire yeah man yeah yeah from his, from his journey right yeah like, like you been through the, the ring been through the ringer yeah man like so. you were saying man it's so it's, so, it's such a cinematic thing we need, yes, to, we need to get a movie done yeah you gonna ask yes, Eric you gonna, gonna ask Eric <laughs> come up with all ideas but yeah definitely like you know because I mean there's a lot of takeaways from his life journey so far mm, right mm, all the knocks thing. that he's taken right you know the, the death of Wayne right and, and I mean, being banned, I mean, it's the first one. Yeah. Being, then going to Australia, then the death of Wayne, and then re- restarting his music again. Yeah. Right? So that that's really, I mean, it's all very inspiring. La. And I think what, what I take, out, take away most from someone like Sunny is that to him, it's it's all or nothing you know, when it comes to his music. Mm, mm. Right? It's all yeah. or nothing. It's it's not like, oh, you know, trying to weigh this and that and this. No. Right. Yeah, As yeah. He says like, yeah, he says just, the worst thing it. about him. <laughs> that, to me, that's it's not like. <laughs> to me, that's that's yes, that's the way it should be. Like, yeah. if you're really obsessed, like we are, you know. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, so that was great. Really, 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 really enjoyed that. Yeah, man. Fantastic. Yeah, what a what a one of one of the best one of the best ones so far. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. What a fantastic, what a fantastic guy, and, and his journey is also so like you said, so interesting. Well, I want to hear his new music when it comes out. Uh, all yes. the new stuff that he's done. I mean, you guys have heard uh, a snippet of the new song um, we'll, we'll play we'll play out we'll play it out again as the, uh, as the track uh, the lead out track yes. in fact you, you're hearing yes. you're hearing the bits now 
under our chapter here. So let's not let's not take too long. Um, you know, yep. like and follow the the Lion City Rock podcast. Um, and if you know people who like Singapore music, just share this with them. Um, get them to come on. We are on Spotify. We are on Google. Uh, we are on Stitcher. We are on Radio Public and and all these other cool places that you can get. The podcast, so so come in yes. and be part of the Lion City Rocker family. Hmm. Yep. And uh, yeah, catch us also. Um, the gig, Kevin. Details <laughs> of the gig. <laughs> yeah. So the gig, gig um, Molly Malone's, the Reds in Circular Road, uh, National Day. Yeah. So eight o'clock. So if you happen to be out and about, uh, watching the fireworks or whatever kind of thing that night, then hmm. just come over to join us so we'll be doing uh two full sets mm. so we'll be go- going till you know late into the night yeah have a good time you know yeah help, yeah yeah uh, help us help us to celebrate my 30th anniversary yeah <laughs> if you if you want you also can consider this the ndp after show la. <laughs> yes after show party yes <laughs> yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. yeah exactly yeah. so yep august 9 8 p.m molly malone's uh, yeah, make sure you come down. Yeah, don't say we put you. Uh. Yeah, yeah. Okay, I, I guess that's it. So uh, that's once it. again, Lion City Rock here, telling you to keep the Lion City rocking. <laughs> and we'll see you next time on another episode. Yep, see ya. Bye. Ciao.